Hello to you, Kevin Casey. Good morning. Good morning to you, Gareth. How do you think this Randwick track will play? Having nine rails at nine metres, and as Gator pointed out, we don't usually get to see that that much at Sydney, and, or well, at Randwick anyway. No, that's right. Look, I, I generally approach a wide rail at Randwick um, with the, the presumption that it, it will be quite fair. I wouldn't rule out uh, on paces sort of being the, the way to go throughout the day. The, the, the trick is that they've had... Uh, a lot of rain over the last week or so, but we're we're improving somewhat, and uh, the day you know we're not going to get worse, obviously. So that's a positive thing. But look, I I, I generally don't have uh, issues at Randwick when we get to six meters and beyond. Um, uh, nine is probably an odd placement for a, for a Saturday card, but um, I I would think it's relatively fair. But I, I certainly on. On speed is uh, not disadvantaged, is what I'm going to say. All right, mate. Where do we start with your better bets? Yeah, look, I've, uh, a couple of these have sort of um, gotten pretty short. Uh, like Ha-Ha Falls and Easy Single, I'm happy to be with. Um, but I'm sort of looking for a little more value here. I'm going to the Highway Race 2 for one of the key bets for me. Uh, this very, very genuine mare called Running Bear, I think, has a, a wonderful chance to to notch another win. She's had a, a great prep. She's sort of been all around winning before um, winning uh, out of town for what is now four starts ago. Then she had a couple of highway attempts, including one at Randwick on heavy two starts ago, and then she's gone back to Warren and had a nice, you know, solid win there, easy win. Then she just lands in a perfect spot here. Heavy is fine for her. We've seen that sort of um, two and three starts ago. She gets through it, uh, no problem at all. And I, I just think she's uh, a good bet in a in a race where the favourite has a chance. I'm not knocking, uh, I've been trying there, but he looks uh, under the, the right mark for mine, even though he climbs down. And, uh, he fancies heavy as well. I just think running bare. Up and going, deep into the prep, that's another thing to consider. But I think around about $5 is a decent gamble for race two, number five. And we'll follow that up with, um, in the following event, race three, number one, a horse called Lease, who's got one win from 15. Uh, now, he tried to have a go last week, but that, that, that uh, meeting was uh, called off just before his race. I sort of fancied him last week. He gets through heavy, uh, no worries at all. I think that win strike rate is affected by the fact that he's He's often fronted up to uh, much better races than uh, what he's got here. Uh, a little claim there for Tyler Schiller uh, certainly does not hurt. And he's a jockey that uh, young jockey that knows this horse well. So I think he's another one. He'll cross up on speed. He's a little bit there from uh, the Waterhouse Bot Runners, but he won't be far away in run. So they're both around five, five fifty. These two uh, race two number four. Pardon me. Check that. I'm sorry. Race two number five. That's running there. And race three, number one, lease. Now, quaddy numbers for me today. Keen to have a play here in the the uh, the quaddy. First leg, three, five, and eleven. The second leg, two, three, twelve, and fifteen. The third leg, one, two, and sixteen. And we'll finish off with five, seven, nine, and eighteen in the major quaddy at Randwick. Good luck today, Kev. Thanks for that. Good man. Thanks. Red Belly Play of the Day. Thanks to Red Belly Sports. Intelligent betting strategies for results like no other. See for yourself at redbellysports.com.au.
The mighty Edward Kennett. It's always a pleasure catching up with you on a Saturday morning. How are you this morning? I'm good, G-Man. There's a spring in your step this morning. Oh, I, I try and have a spring in my step every morning, Edward. Um, um, what's happening with the Melbourne Storm? We're in a little bit of trouble or we've just got to wait till the State of Origin period finishes? I think they've got about 13 major injuries. I wouldn't worry too much. No, we're just getting more of a price. I think they're morals this year, don't you think? <laughs> you love that word? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm sure the Victorians don't want to know about rugby league. Yes, we do. If it's a winner, we love our Melbourne Storm anyway. What are we doing with you then with our $100 play of the day, Ed? Are we going to Caulfield or are we heading to Sydney? No. Yep. I'm going to Sydney and, I, and I'm, I'm, you'll never guess what race I'm going to pick, but um, it's the first race. Okay. That's about to start. Breach of the <laughs> well, breaches a few rules, Gareth, because we've got a couple here that are in their second preps, two-year-olds like Atletico and Troach. And that, that, then they've got to come back from like 140 days and 120 days away, respectively, and go onto a heavy track. Um, I will say, though, this Troach, you know, when it was running around in the Black Opal and Sweet Embrace and stuff, especially in that Sweet Embrace, um, when it got beaten by the Slipper winner, it was on a heavy heavy track, and it it actually, um, it, was, it was pretty good that day. I mean, you, you know slouch if you get, get beat by the Slipper winner by five, and you're in the race with um, with 100 to go, and I've been watching it trial. Um, the main breach of rules, Gareth, is that, you know, first up onto a heavy track, it doesn't really always grab me, but um, sometimes you've got to take risks, especially if there's a price there. So this is the way I looked at it very quickly. So Atletico trial pretty good. Um, I'm going to let it go. This forecaster number two, it comes out of the same race as Midnight in Tokyo, and if people go and do the form, they'll see that forecast to beat Midnight in Tokyo home, but it was a bit of a furphy, that, because Midnight in Tokyo was forced to race wide and do so much work in the run, you couldn't expect any horse to do what it did, and they basically, the, the field swamped it at the end, and um, there were about six of them that crossed the line, so I'm not saying forecaster isn't a decent animal, what I'm saying is that Midnight in Tokyo had no chance to win that race. Um, so what am I going to do here? Um, pretty simple. Um, I'm backing Midnight in Tokyo, or have backed already Midnight in Tokyo, uh, yep. on the basis that I think it can sit just behind the speed here. It'll probably have about five horses in front of it. Um, Clipperton goes on. That's a really positive thing here. And I think it's a horse with good ability who has a really good turn of foot, Gareth, and we all love that. The other one I'm going to back in the race is Troach. Now, I think... Approach I wouldn't charge into right now. I think there might be a little bit of easing there, predominantly because of what I just said about, you know, first up, even though it is James coming and collect first up after 120 days, albeit coming from the sweet embrace and the, and the um, black opal. So uh, I think they're two of the horses you want to be with here. I'm not rubber stamping the race as, an as a declared moral, Gareth, because there's other horses in this race, but um, the prices are just too good. So just recapping. Race one, number six, midnight in Tokyo. Uh, probably more like a 65 there, and number nine, yep. approach 35. How often, how often would you break your rules, Edward? Very rarely. Yeah. Very, very rarely. But, you know, sometimes you just got to do it with the prices right. I wouldn't even consider it if these horses, you, you, you know, were trading at the $4 mark or the $3.50 market. 
Um, you know, one of the great rules we, we have, Gareth, is that one I've often told you about, you know, after their past three runs in their first preparation, yep. um, just don't touch them. There's only been one horse in the last 12 months who's actually, um, you know, under $10 who's been able to reach that rule. So rules are good. Rules are good, but they're all made to be broken, Gareth, and you've broken a few, few in your day. I know that. Every day, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so the rules that we're breaking here are basically, um, well, Midnight in Tokyo well, third up this campaign, but yes. The two rules are that Atletico and Troach, usually I draw a line through horses like that because they're resuming. Uh, and they're unknown quantities because they've got big improvement in them, given the fact that they were earlier two-year-olds and now they're, they've got either more substance to them or they were more mature then and the others have caught up with them. That's always something you've got to look at. And the second one is that, you know, horses resuming on heavy tracks. It's never a great, a great thing. Um, but why am I going around this is, is because of, Either way, James Cummings trains horses. I'm referring to Troach. He likes to get them ready early. I've watched both trials. They've been very, very good. Uh, and I also had a look at the confirmation of this animal in terms of, you know, does it look fit? And it does. So I'm prepared to break the rule. And Midnight in Tokyo, on the other hand, is the one in the race that has the advantage in terms of fitness. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm with it all day long. And, Ed, can I just ask you a couple of questions about the Victorians heading to... Um, Sydney today, especially a horse like we've got Gavin Bedgood. He's a very good trainer. Um, he has Sir Callahad engaged at $11, innkeeper former Victorian at 15 in race seven. Yeah, well, that race is interesting because innkeepers now with Joe Pride and yep. Opacity is now with Joe Pride. So, yeah, look, I think the two Sydney horses of note there are definitely why Ha Ha Falls and Simply Fox, but yeah, Sir Callahad, you know, Victorian, it's got a bit of age on it now, but it's heavy track forms, amazing, they put the tongue tie on it, um, what is it, it's about four from eight or something, four from nine, yep. I think it is, uh, in terms of its heavy runs, so, you know, right down the bottom there, uh, with Tim Clark, so a noted front running rider, on a horse who's going to lead here, on a horse who <laughs> handles a heavy, um, Trading around eleven dollar marks, pretty close to where we have it. So um, I, I would give it a tick, but there are, as I said, with change of stable to two particular horses here. Um, yeah, it, it, there's some elements of the race that we're, we're uncertain about. But um, the tongue tie on that horse is—it's um, been on before, so don't let that don't let that worry you in terms and, of. Um, and Chief Elton, right. just before we let you go, mate, in the Winter Stakes. Uh, yeah, another swimmer. Um, Another one right down the bottom of the weight. So um, I think it's got a terrific hope, like a really good hope. I, you know, I think it'll be back on the rails probably. You have about three horses in front of it. Um, so, you know, Taksu's a bit of a mudlark and it's going to lead here. And it's just a matter here if the pace is solid enough. But certainly it's in well. It's in well. Um, yeah, I would like to probably see a different jockey on it, but it's certainly a swimmer. We know that. All right, mate, you go and get them today. Thanks to Red Belly Sports. Enjoy your day. Cheers, mate. Bye. Red Belly Sports is where the results speak for themselves. The Red Belly ratings and intelligent betting strategies get results like no other. Open up Red Belly Live on your mobile or PC and bet like a pro with today's strategies right at your fingertips. These are ratings for the experienced punter who demands supreme quality. 
You have to see the results for yourself. Why not join Red Belly Sports for a month and enjoy the ride? Head to redbellysports.com.au. Great to catch up with Bart Sinclair to preview the Dooman meeting. And because of the wet weather, there's a couple of their feature races during their carnival um, uh, being held over till today. That's the Pam O'Neill Stakes at Group 3 level and the Chief De Beers at Listed level. And before we go to... Um, Bart Sinclair, I'd love to get the scratchings, if that's okay, for the Doombin meeting, Cosy. Fine, rails out a half a metre and a soft seven. There's 42 of them out. Now, race one, pull out two Marino, six Super R, eight in a step and nine keep moving forward, two, six, eight and nine. Race two, two Flashing Steel, eight Enviable, nine Better Deal, ten Posova, twelve Parisian Lady and thirteen Romantic Thoughts, two, eight, nine, ten, twelve and thirteen. The four three Bitcoin baby, four Duchess Rothay, six Julia, and eight Pretty Flash, three four six eight. Race five, two Sir Warwick, six Undeniable, nine Mil Rossa, ten Pandora Blue, twelve Tomonto, and thirteen Joviality, two six nine ten twelve and thirteen. The sixth six put on the red light, number eight Darolina Bell, nine Air to Air, and fifteen Dawson Diamond, six eight nine and fifteen. Race seven, one Kalos, two Alpine Edge. Five Cecil Street Lad, eight Rubenocchi, and nine Sonnet Star. One, two, five, eight, and nine. Race eight, three Garibaldi, a contemptuous, number ten Snow Zone, twelve Pandora Blue, thirteen Just Field, three, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Uh, thirteen, rather, Just Field. Now, race nine, it's fourteen Lovely Esteem, sixteen Rhapsody Rose, eighteen Flanders Rain, and twenty uh, As a Min. So 14, 16, 18, 20 out of the ninth. And race 10, 5, Excel Man, 10, Nimbo Stratus, 14, Magic Charlie, and 16, Zorro Cat, 5, 10, 14, 16. Just confirming race 8, it's 3, 8, 10, 12, and 13. Now, the uh, weather fine ran out 0.5 of a metre, and it's a soft 7 there today. Good on you, Cozzy. Um, Bart Sinclair, hopefully you haven't got COVID because they tell me the lines, everyone's dropping um, with that um, COVID at the moment. Yeah, the last count, they've got eight out tomorrow, but it's still a handy team, and, um, uh, yeah, I think they can win, but uh, you're going to get better odds. That's one positive out of it, but, gee, that's a big number of outs and some quality players. How do we back a winner at Doombin, more importantly? Yeah, look, this track's an improving seven. I think it'll get to a six. Um, Beautiful day here today. A good, strong breeze yesterday helped the drying process, I'm banking on horses getting their chance. Where do, we, where do we start with your specials here, mate? Yeah, Gareth, I think we go race one, number three, for my Annie. I love them drawn in at this start. Uh, Jimmy Orman to ride. Last uh, run, it, OK, it was Toowoomba form, but it was a, an 870-metre splash, and uh, for my Annie was wide all the way at 62.5 kilos. Uh, I think it's going to get a gun run here just behind them at $5.50, I think uh, the each way is pretty safe. So go race one, number three. Race four, I like number two, Tilly Annan. Annan did the job in really good style at his first run for um, Tony Gollum, her first run. And I think she was three wide and wore down Rhapsody Rose. You're probably going to get the same trick today. Rhapsody Rose will lead. I hope something puts a bit of pressure on it. Tilly Annan has to come... Uh, from probably three or four lengths behind Rhapsody Rose, but the, the weight to Tilly Anna meets Rhapsody Rose a kilo 
better for beating her. So I've got to have it on top. Race four, number two. And race six, this is an interesting runner. Number three, proper rogue. Uh, formerly trained by uh, Mick Price, uh, first run for Tony Gollum, trial recently at Deegan. Ryan Maloney rode in the trial, so carried a bit of weight and did the job, I thought, very well and ran a bit of time. So I'm sure that uh, it's proper rogue will be ready to go first up. And there is money around, good money around, race six, number three. In the quaddy, Gareth, we start with a shorty... Um, um, race seven, number four, Uncommon James. Now we've got Kalos out. He's, he's into a dollar fifty. So I think you've got to put it in two there. You've got to put four to beat three. Ridiculous is a, a leader, and Uncommon James will sit on his wheel. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's as much between them in the, as the betting suggests. A dollar fifty and and uh, four dollars or something about ridiculous. So put the two in there. Go to race eight. I can't see anything wrong with Centrefire's form. Race uh, eight, number seven. Good alley here again is a big advantage. I thought two, Mr. Mosaic, and five, Simply Fly, seven, two, and five. In the uh, Pam O'Neill, uh, I can't see anything wrong with the form of Charm Me Baby. Had no luck last time in the Tiara. Previous win was good. I thought two to be three, Xenifer, and number seven, Salik, going very well. And the last... I like number four, uh, Don't Stop. He, he should get a, a nice run just, just off the speed. He's very consistent horse. Four to beat six, Starla, uh, three skins, and a roughy uh, number uh, 12, Ocean Treaty. Can run well fresh here. He's better known over a bit more ground. He uh, uh, has put in a good fresh run in the past, so, and a good ride for Jaden Lloyd in the strong O'Day um, hoisted stables. Race, uh, race 10, 4, 6 and 3 and throw in a roughy number 12. Who wins the Rockhampton Cup? No, I haven't tried that one. Uh, no. Uh, it's it's always s- difficult to win the Rockhampton Cup. I'll say Chris Waller. <laughs> All right, then I think William Pike's there for the couple of days. I think he rides that galloper that you're talking about in the Rockhampton Cup there um, this got, afternoon. Got up, up there... Um, uh, Chris Wallace, so it, it's, I'm sure they're going to have a, a, a great day. I think uh, um, William Pike rode one winner yesterday. Bullfish, yep. he had a That's bit it. of a break, and his last run he missed the kick, so if he's John Song, I, I think he's the one to beat, Chris Wallace. Yep. $3.20 for Bullfinch for Waller and Pike there at Rockhampton for their cup meeting. Good on your bar, good luck. Thank you. They're racing in South Australia, Cozzy, at Gawler. Track conditions there, please, and scratchings. Well, it's fine. The rail true. It's a soft six. We've got a total of 24 of them out. Now, um, race two, take out two, Dreamtime Warrior, four, Big Man at Night, 17, Morally Bound, and 18, Apollo Girl. That's two, four, 17, 18 out of the second. The first is clear. The third, 11, King of Avalon, number 11. Race 4, 4 Eagle Lou, 13 Moss the Boss, 15 Malibu Mac, 4, 13 and 15. Race 5, 6 Hypercane and 13 Dealbreaker, 6 and 13. Sixth event, 13, 14, 15 Magic Phantoms, our race and Morford Road, the emergencies, 13 to 15. The seventh one, Sasham, 4 Run and Tell, 5 Rising Legend, 16 Mike Khalifa and 18 Camden, 1, 4, 5, 16, 18. Race 8, 3 River Twain and 5 Iconic Star, Three and five. And race nine, five short stories, seven Kong, eleven Lady Simone, and twelve Hanabi. Five, seven, eleven, and twelve. Nadia Horn, good morning to you. Um, do you like this card at Gawler? Well, I think it's a tricky meeting. There's, there's a lot of depth to it. Um, of course, we've seen Gawler on the Saturday, and I'm just interested to see how this flat, flat trap plays because 
We've seen the last couple of meetings that it can sort of tend to play off fence when there's a bit of rain around. So that'll be the, the, the query. We'll be monitoring some of the early races. All right, then where do we start with your best bets? Uh, race four sits on Francais. I know he's, she's drawn inside, but she's clearly the best horse in the race. Um, she's likely to get back anyway, so she's probably going to be, you know, making her run um, off fence anyway. Um, but she comes off with two really good runs this preparation. In particular, her last start effort, she had some very good late-closing sectionals, and she's the horse who's got scope. Look, she's lightly raced. Um, they haven't rushed her along and uh, every time that they have a go around, like, you know, she just keeps improving uh, with fitness. So I'm going with her, race four, six on the front. So we then go to race five for the next special in the 1500 meter race. And I thought that um, the eight cash and checks um, was going to be pretty hard to beat here. Um, she's, he's racing very well, this campaign. He's back in trip to this 1500 meter race. I don't think that's a negative. Um, he's, he's kind of going to get back off speed. There looks to be very good pace in the race. And he gets him well after the two kilo claim to be on the minimum with a 55 and a half. So race five, the eight cash and checks. And the other horse we like comes up race nine. I do think nine Chicago still. And he looks like he's an emerging times. He's a three-year-old who tackles some of the older horses here. Look, he won his maiden first up and then they took him straight to town. And he wasn't disgraced behind a subsequent city winner who looks to have a fair bit of ability. Um, he's likely to find the top in this race and with the service of the Baron Borster and the fact that, you know, he's continued to firm up all morning. Uh, he's probably one of the best-packed horses of the meeting. So the three horses we like are race four, the six, race five, the eight, and race nine, number nine. And our quaddy will go two, six, eleven, twelve, the first leg, eight, nine, eleven, twelve, the second, four, six, seven, thirteen, the third leg, and come home with six and nine in the last. Good on you, Nadia. Good luck. Thanks, Gareth. There's Nadia Horn there looking at that meeting at uh, Gawler. Now, Riley Morgan, who's been doing the form for us in Perth with the absence of... Peter Anthonis, he likes a couple of horses in race number two there, Glasgow Girl and Sunny Silk at Belmont. So he's backing both those horses, um, which, of course, are race two horses, one and two, um, both at a good price. Then he likes a false statement at a bit of a price in race four. There's cross statement and false statement, but he's with false statement, the one. Race four, number one. His best is this very promising galloper in bit of merit. So that's race five, number one is his best. Um, And all day session, he's keen on two. That's race nine, number three. All day session, so he's keen on that galloper. They're racing the second meeting in Victoria's at Packenham on the synthetic track, and Sean Cosgrove, the the scratchings there. Okay, looking at uh, Packenham today on the synthetic, and um, as they're saying, the well, there's no obviously no adjustment with rails, anything like that. We get a total of twenty five of them. Now race one, six Cobra Bree, twelve Gino, thirteen threes a crowd, fifteen Whoopty Fizz, sixteen Clash, and seventeen Bond of Trust come out. Six and then twelve through to seventeen. Second event emergencies, thirteen through to seventeen. Emergencies, thirteen to seventeen out of the second. The third, six the Black Panther, nine Shell Bay, twelve ten Tad Magic, fifteen Typhoon Nita, and sixteen most impressive. Six nine twelve fifteen sixteen. Race four nine radio number nine. Race five, seven precious socks and ten hello sweetheart, seven and ten. Sixth event emergencies, thirteen and fourteen out. The emergencies out of the sixth. And race seven, two Bedouin King, thirteen Sabit, fourteen Mare of Methul, and fifteen my Charlie Girl, two thirteen, fourteen and fifteen. Harry White, good morning to you. As we take a look at the Quaddy Leagues at Packenham today, um, how's your day been? Good morning, Gareth. Yeah, day's been good. Uh, nice enough card for a synthetic meeting on a Saturday, so hopefully we can uh, fill the pockets 
playing here as well as Caulfield. Seven races at Packenham. So the first league of the Quaddy is race four over the 1,200 metres. And we've got Riverdance Lad at $7, the two. Oh, so rewarding at $4 or $5 now. The four, Lady Silver at $4.40. Martini Special, the five's the favourite at three eighty. Seven Strike the Knight at $5. And the rest are at a big price here, Harry. I will go with Lady Silver, number four. Drawn to receive no favours. Um, and I can see her jump out leading into the prep. Was a little hard to gauge. But prior form, I think, reads well enough for a race of this calibre. Race favourite Martini Special comes back to Jerome Hunter after a stint up north. Has been jumping at Soundley. The knock with her is that she hasn't won since her debut back in November 2020 and was favourite when she had those few runs up north and had her chance. So it might just be uh, a non-winner. But if she were to win a race, today is probably the day. Oh, so rewarding. Put in two good efforts here of late. Just very vulnerable at the back end of the 1,200-metre trip. And then Riverdance lad, winner two back. Um, Lacklustre last start, but again, well-placed in this sort of field. Four, five, three, two. Race five's over the thousand, restricted fifty-eight, and we've got. Are you listening? Seven fifty. Media Empire the two at five fifty. Race him at six dollars fifty. The five still choice at five fifty. The favourites the six on the record at two fifteen. So, plenty of chances here. I'm with the favourite on the record. Uh, ran well from the back two runs ago over the trip at Ballarat. That. Uh, track was favouring those on speed that day. And then only found one better last time out. Key scratching uh, Precious Socks, who beat her two runs back, I think now on the record is the clear one to beat. Are you listening? Above this grade on best efforts, just doesn't have a flash first up record. Steel Choice loves the synthetic maps to be up front or near enough too, so should have no excuses. And then I've chucked Media Empire in resuming for a new stable as next best. 6152. Race number six, handful. We didn't get. Uh, a great push there from David Feek this morning with Handful. It's at $7. Kerry Cat, the favourite, at two ninety. Four Red Stiletto, $5. Paris Gem, the eight, at six fifty, And the rest are at double figures here for the seventh event, or race six, I should say, over the 1,400. I am uh, keen on Kerry Cat Gareth. Best of the day. Hit the front in the straight last time out. Was only nabbed by one other 25 metres or so from the line. Probably a little bit stiff. I think there's less depth here to that race. So on that basis, she's well placed. Wide draw isn't too much of a concern. She has backs to follow across, arguably. Gets the run of the race. Red Stiletto ran well here, two runs back. Then went into a benchmark 70 at Sandown on heavy going. She's back in her right grade now. Paris Jam, fitter third up, comes into the mix Count of Calf had closed off well enough last start to be a hope at a price uh, for your exotics. 3487. And we've got Tessuro at 380, the favourite here in race 7. For Tess Breeze at 750, New Seal Deal at $5, and then Ideal Miss at 380, Numero Quatray at 950 here in the final event, Harry. I'm chasing uh, a bit of value, Gareth. Number seven, Helicopter, around that $17 quote. We can play each way. Ran on well from the back, second up in a handy enough form reference race. Relish the step up to the mile now. He's hard fit third up. Vitesse Breeze has been consistent enough this prep to win a race like this. Tatsuro, uh, the punter's pest, finally knocked off his maiden at track and trip last start after having gone down odds on in two runs prior. He's honest. Whether or not he can string together two wins now, well, that remains to be seen. Um, and new, new Zeal Deal opted to come here rather than sail yesterday. He comes into the mix now. 7314. Okay, what's your better bets here at uh, Pakenham and also a quaddy, please? 
Best race six, number three, Kira Cat. Value race seven, number seven, Helicopter Each Way. Quaddy first leg, two, three, four, five. Second leg, one, five, six. We'll trim up the third leg, just numbers three and four, and then we'll bring it home. Last leg, one, three, four, seven. Play of the day. Hopefully we kick off the card with a couple of winners. So all up, race one, number 11, into race two, number 12. What about your best at Caulfield, Harry? Happy to head into the feature, Gareth. I think uh, everything on paper points to Oxley Road uh, winning that race, and I think it's still a backable price despite being favourite. So I think he gets the job done. So Oxley Road, of course, is at Caulfield in race number eight, and just repeating his number there in the Sir John Monash Stakes, it's uh, race eight, number four for Oxley Road. Good on you, Harry. Good luck. Thanks, Gareth. There's Harry White there. We'll take a break, and we'll come back with... uh, the Trots at Cranbourne with Dan Malecki will preview that meeting and also the Meadows with Georgie Ferruja. Terrific card of harness racing at Cranbourne tonight, highlighted by the open class race for the Pacers, the Pro Chevalier, which sees the return of one of the country's most exciting Pacers in Bondi Lockdown. Aaron Dunn trains and drives. And Dan Malecki had a chat to him yesterday on RSN Central, Aaron Dunn, and He's confident that Bondo Lockdown can resume a winner um, tonight. He's in good form, and he's the second favourite behind the smart Supreme Dominator at 2.15 here. Yeah, look, it's a terrific race, and Max Delight, the Victoria Cup winner, resuming uh, as well. So it adds strength to the Pro Chevalier free-for-all. The horse that I would consider the second-best pacer I've ever seen by a short half-head. He was a great great horse pro chevalier he might have been just before your time yeah. uh, but i assure you if he was in this field tonight i guarantee you he would be a dollar oh four and he would win easily but that's a little bit unfair to these stars that are in the race tonight look first up max delight bondi lockdown how much do you read into that gareth or do you go mm. with a hard fit horse supreme dominator that's a good question. Bondi Lockdown, I think, is just a naturally fit horse anyway. And I don't think Aaron Dunn, I think he would prefer to go back, but I don't think sometimes he has a choice with that horse. Um, I think he probably leads, he'll be mighty hard to beat for mine. Um, but Supreme Dominator, the shorter, the smaller field suits him because, geez, he's very quick. He can sprint a quarter. Yeah, he can, and, and he's hard fit. Bondi Lockdown has been uh, blazing the, the, the tracks uh, at, at home with Aaron Dunn, but he's come up really quickly, this preparation, hasn't he? And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he goes tonight. I don't know if I would be that keen to take the 2.30, but at the same time, I want to see him there. He's, yeah. um, he's the tub thumper of, uh, of harness racing. You remember that song? You know, you knock me down, get up again. That's yeah. him. He's the Rocky Bell Bowler, and, you know, he can just about do anything. What about um, from a betting perspective, then? Where do we start with your specials? Uh, and by the way, just in case someone texts in who was my best horse, well, Poppy uh, wins it yep. in the photo finish. Um, the best, I thought, was uh, Kai Valley Chief. I think it's a good race for him in the, in the Trotters free-for-all, which is race six, horse number seven. He's a very good horse, a very good horse. It's a good race, but I think he's just too good for those with, uh, with Chris Alpha driving, race six or seven. Kai Valley Chief, each way... Race five, number eight. I thought there was a bit of speed here. Now, like, Captain gets out quick, and Buckin's going to try to hold him out. Tuppence will try to hold a forward spot. Is Sicario well-placed here? I, I think he's a, a mm. good each-way bet at around $8. Again, uh, Chris Alford. So uh, my, uh, my success tonight, at least from the punting perspective, is, uh, is relying with a puppet. Yep, he never really lets you down either, the great C. Alford. Quiddy, uh, quaddy before we let you go, Danny. 
Quaddy, uh, first leg, um, I've thrown in two Tuppence, five Yem Bucky, and six Lark Captain, and eight Sicario, two, five, six, eight. Second leg, three Brandlow Prince, four Humble Lad, six Robbie Royale, seven Kai Valley Chief. Third leg, two Cobber, three Interest Free, eight Knights Templar. And the final leg, I'd, I'd actually only put in Max Delight and Lo- Bondi Lockdown, but having a rethink of that, perhaps I should be putting in the four as well, Supreme Dominator, Gareth. Yes, I think he's uh, he's the only danger. Forget about Max Delight tonight, um, I think. Dan, hey, enjoy your day with uh, Michael Felgate and Matty Stewart coming up shortly. Thank you. We're looking forward to a big show. We've got plenty on offer, and, uh, and good luck to you today. I hope you find a few winners and put a smile on your face. Good luck to the Victorians tonight at Albion Park. I think Crime Writer Race 2, number 11, will be awfully hard to beat. I'm with Better Eclipse in the Group 1 Rising Sun for Greg Sugars and Jess Tubbs. I think he's a big prize. Um, and the ladies in red's the favourite at 250, but that's a fascinating battle at Albion Park for the three and four year olds. We're $300,000 that race, and Gerard's delight at $9. I think he can play each way in the feature mares race, and sweet passion for Maddie Craven, race 10, number one. I think that pace is worth a bet. Georgie Ferruja, who are we backing at the Meadows tonight? Yeah, mate, good morning. There's two that I like, Gareth. Both of them possess good early speed, so we want them out and off and leading on that first corner, and uh, I think if they do, they can lead all the way. Race 10, number two, cash it in, part of that Benali uh, litter um, that's going quite well. And also race 11, number six, Max Swan, who comes off two really nice wins at Sandown, where he splits for outstanding, Gareth, and if he can replicate that here at the Meadows, he'll be incredibly hard to beat. So race 10, number two, race 11, number six, quality numbers, one, two, and seven into two, three, and six into one, four, six, and seven into four, five, six, and seven to bring us home. So race 10, number two, race 11, number six, all up all day. And let's hope you can continue on your good form, Georgie. No worries, mate. You have a good weekend. Happy punning. S- same to you. There's Georgie Ferruja.